five, four, three, two, one. Hi, my name is Michael Stuhlbarg. I play Professor Perlman in this film you're about to watch. Call me by your name, and I'm here with... Timothy Chalamet, and I play Elio Perlman. Frenesy, that's Luca's production company. Mm-hmm. I think both of us have seen the film a number of times at this point, and... Uh, just seeing the credits come up, honestly, it's there's so many people involved in the making of this so many thing. tax credits, so many <laughs> shortcuts made to make about three dollars work. It looks so budget. official to all the the font and the uh, all the little insignias, and there's the music. Now this font that he uses throughout this opening credit sequence. I think Luca was walking in Milan and passed a storefront that he liked the writing on and went inside and this person had never had never done font outside of a you know window front setting you're kidding that's fantastic mm -hmm. that's and it's funny because if you see the sony international posters and everything they're doing to market the film sometimes the title in another language is different and they've hired somebody to imitate this font. Oh, how you can funny. you can tell it's very slightly off it's terrific but that says so much about Luca. He sees something he loves, he leaps at it and just says, we want that, let's use this, let's use that. I was looking over my notes before we got started here and uh, I was looking at how he, his touch has, has influenced every aspect of the film. The words that I was meant to say or the, the scenes, whatever they were about, he had an impact on them and they became alive in a different way on the days that we did them. There's James Ivory's name. You got a chance to meet James, didn't you? I spent a week with James upstate oh my when goodness. I was 19, and when it looked like he was still gonna be the director of the project. And we watched Morris in his screening room. This art is I always love that Luca saves the big, beautiful statue for his yeah. name at the end of the title, <laughs> title credits. And this was day one of the shoot because very luckily we got to shoot chronologically or mostly chronologically. And it just picks up right in the middle of whatever you're doing. And this which is I the love. first take, first scene. For everything, first everything we shot. We stayed in Crema while we were there and shot in Moscatzano where this villa was. Which is about a 20 minute drive away. It's another instance in which Luca's camera was in a place where uh, it was a surprise. And I don't think that camera was out the window here, even though that's the point of view. I think they set it up on the sort of a balcony we see later in the film, that little patio outside. Mm -hmm. The clothes are so evocative. Yeah, Julia did such a good job. Julia Pirasanti. 
Izod shirts all over the place, I remember. And that shirt is the shirt of our producer, Momo, who oh, she's funny. married to. In fact, 80% of my wardrobe is that. That's America Sar. And denim. <laughs> and I love that it doesn't punch in here or make something big of the first moment these I guys meet. May I bring your things up to your room? Uh, sure, yeah. My room? <laughs> Luca made a point early on of all of us playing this with great lightness and fun as if it was an idyllic time. I love the way you blow the smoke out there. <laughs> Could that have been planned? No. Hello. I love this. <laughs> so, oh, welcome to another place. Did you have anything to do with the things that were put on the wall here? No, that would have been Samuel, our production designer. Oh, wonderful. He did such an amazing job. Yeah, I thought that was you off to the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah. Insisted on a picture of myself in yeah. the corner of the room. I was thinking maybe that's a rock band that Timmy's part of. I love how Army lies down. <laughs> My room is now your room. And there's that shirt he has that you end up with later on. In this dialogue, straight from the book, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I love the lightness of you there. Just how it just comes in, nothing lingers. It's just my moment and it's gone. Just like this whole movie, moments and then they're gone. That's beautiful too. I'm glad we got to see you doing a little bit of that. This would have been the first day I think we shot this as well. Hmm. And then we can see that the weather was already being slightly for unforgiving <laughs> outside. Vonda. She looks like she's a part of the house. Extraordinary. And one with it. Yeah. I think I was doing, when I did this scene, I realized just because the shot lingers for so long as I enter the bedroom, drop the book, I think I realized for the first time, oh, wow, there's going to be s the permission and the ability to just be in so many scenes of this movie and just exist and not really worry about moving it forward expositionally, but just being. What a wonderful thing. That's a great lesson. I think I discovered that during the course of this as well. for dinner. Uh, yeah. Um, Do you remember any thoughts you had about what you were thinking about your first impressions of each other at this time? I, rem I, I remember, I don't know if it was my actor mind or my Elio mind, but just not wanting to tip anything too soon. And certainly the way it's mapped out in Andre Osman's novel and the source material, Elio was very much at first not put off, but his homeostasis has been disturbed by the confidence of Oliver and, and how he just drapes his body over my room without any, <laughs> without any sort of care or thought that it's my room. There are these lovely moments throughout. And I love the way he runs his hand across. Yeah, not great. And it's odd as well because I remember things showing up on set that hadn't been there before. 
you know, have a, a, such as tapestries like that, or all of a sudden something new would be there. You have these microscopic moments of introspection that I love about Elio. Oh, wow, look at that shot. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, you see something new every time. Michael, you would infuse these scenes with such a levity that was exactly what Luca wanted. That's the truth of these situations, of these summer breakfasts. How delightful to wake up every morning and have that kind of energy around you and lightness. Now delightful as an actor where the prescription is always to behave naturally within the given set of circumstances. Mm. And the given set of circumstances here is to have a breakfast. Big, beautiful <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Tap on your egg. Tap on your egg. Have some peach, have some juice, have some espresso. ever had a local bank account. Really? Should I take him to Montaudier? I think they're closed for summer vacation. I know a lot of people have seen the film and they reference the... The fact that Oliver gets a local bank account is something that feels very true to a summer, to a, to a summer stay in Interesting. a foreign place. Mm. Pomegranate, mm. melograno. Luca saying that uh, those newspapers as well had news of the day. He was very specific about what he wanted on the outside so that there would be glimpses of the period here and there. And that the news being reported isn't the most optimistic of news, rather. Mm. The, if there's any sort of somber through line of the movie, it'd be in the, the news the front pages. Right. You know, when you have a number of shots like these as a young actor, when the prescriptions are quite simple just to ride around the corner, it helps tremendously when it comes time to do them larger or more dramatic scenes because you just find a sense of rhythm and flow that's mm. just not there when every scene is some sort of expositional I love that about marker. what this film does it lets you breathe and this is the town center of Crema where we were shooting and living and this is the real town center and for the for the people that live in the city all the time and my apartment would have been right above Oliver in this scene where I was staying throughout the film. Besides my family, you're probably the only other Jew to set foot in this town. I'm from a small town in New England. I know what it's like to be the odd Jew out. <laughs> so what do you do around here? Read books, transcribe music, swim at the river, go out at night. Is Elio trying to make any kind of impression on Oliver here? Uh, it's, it's so, it's... It's fascinating watching the scene because it's, it's, and I think it's the way a lot of this relationship and the way it plays out the first half of this movie is it's very much a, a game of masks oh. and, <laughs> and Elio just being stunned at the way this brash American works and very attracted to it, but, mm. but I don't think he's realized it yet. I love the precocious music behind it. This right, right. Oh, what is this? Uh, these are the contemporary.
continuation of these archaeology departments. Uh, see, 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 these are archaeology. Yeah, those are archaeology. This rest of should be history. Ah, uh, okay. All right, Percot Juice. Yeah. Here to the. Certain, mon chéri. Merci. I think I can taste that every I time can it does it. I can taste it as well. <laughs> and the music so mad. This music could have been playing in all of our heads as we yeah. shot this scene. Apricot yeah. comes from the Arabic. It's like the words algebra, alchemy, alcohol. I remember the empty weight in the room and they would say cut. And there had been such life infused before and <laughs> the apricot juice being brought in and all of a sudden it was... It's amazing that today in Israel, in many Arab countries, the fruits referred to by a totally different name. That room had a life of its own. It felt it like really it was did. ancient, it stepping really into did. it. It really did. It, it didn't have to do any work about pretending to be anything. However, in the case of apricot, it's a little bit more of a complicated journey. Ah, how so? Uh, well, here the Greek actually takes over from the Latin. Latin word being precocum or precoquere, so it's precoque or preripen, as you know, uh, to be precocious or premature. And the Byzantines, to go on, then <laughs> I love that moment. You can't tell if it's total security on the part of Mr. Promens or if he has been encroached upon a little bit. <laughs> I love the looks between you guys. It's courtesy of Philology 101. Flying colors. I love that moment, Michael. He does this every year. That's something we all came upon. That was something we all came upon. I, I didn't know if you wanted to say it, but... No, it's, it, it was a, something that Luca, I think, sort of suggested. This is a test that he does to every student every year. That was not in the text before. It was wonderful. Oliver and Ellie are wearing sunglasses in the scene, and I think the funny thing on set that day was that everybody was wearing sunglasses <laughs> on set. Italian crews look about ten times cooler than American <laughs> crews. I love this, too. This is sort of the boldness that Oliver, all of a sudden, we haven't seen this yet, but he's somehow or other been in this establishment before. Right. He's hung out with these guys. He knows all their names. He's he comes made friends to play poker with them. That have probably never given Ellie the time of day. <laughs> I don't know if Ava's ever seen this place yes. before. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like they've been there forever. They're still there now. And it was so helpful. I don't know why this was the case, but all the background actors in this film had never played anything towards the camera. There was no awareness of the yeah, camera. Wonderful. It was so helpful. Yeah. All this seems just so evocative of that time. There's a freeness of, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, when there was still an essence of the 70s vibe and everything. The beginning of Izod shirts and a, a new kind of, I don't know, perhaps moneyed culture coming in. But these people look like they all hang out together. So this moment's very, very specific. It's straight out the book. And there has to be a moment of attraction and then a moment of deference. And I had a lot of anxiety about this scene because in the book it's in the book it's the number of pages that describe one moment. I am relaxing. Marcia, come here for a minute. Back me up here. Feel that. 
Right there. It's too tight, man. He needs to relax. I love the dominance of having one's girlfriend come over. Okay, guys, ready? walks away here, feels a little overshadowed, a little confused. I remember Luca telling me to keep the props in my hand here, never put them down before I ran away. <laughs> and in watching it now, I get it because it, it adds to the total confusion of the character. <laughs> Tremendous effort in making it seem like those rocks on the ground weren't painful to the feet. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> This is so evocative of, of young men. It seems like maybe Elio is just beginning to shave a little bit. <laughs> and the big razor he's using. We had played soccer. There was a whole a soccer bit that. here yeah. that, they, that they cut. <laughs> well, that's right. Luca had apparently the first cut of this film was four hours and 15 minutes. Oh my God. This is also from the book. And we shot it the day before and felt like we got it. But then the light was off, so we had to go back and shoot this. Oh, how funny. With his later. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'll have to put up with him for six long weeks, <clears throat> won't we, darling? I think he's shy. You'll grow to like him. What if I grow to hate him? No, Pacino. Amira Kassar added so much to this film. Uh, just by the, the sheer nature of, of her being and her fluency in so many languages and her sense of humor and the sort of combination of the two of us uh, producing someone like Elio. This is hysterical, all the 80s commercial or whatever show that is. It's Carlo next to me on the couch, who's one of Luca's close friends and the producer of a number of his projects. I like the idea that Elio keeps himself in the room, even though he's a total curmudgeon in this scene. <laughs> Do you practice this stuff? This was, this was a number. This is one of the songs that. I worked with Roberto Solci on for, for a month and a half. You played all the way through this. Everything is you, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yep. That's amazing. Did you feel a sense that anything you did under these circumstances was right? Did you ever feel like, you know, what is this moment about? Or did you just come in and sort of do it. No, in fact, I mean, I almost, and there's a script somewhere that had physical beats plotted out, but that would have been more, there's a version of that film that's artificial and actory and right. based in the control room. And there's a ton of spontaneous stuff that didn't make it into the movie because it would have been terrible, but. But how great it's there. You and, know, and, the... and how great to have a number of takes and a director, you know, is not going to expose you for the fraud you are. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? We had so many flies. Uh, I thought you could see the fly in the scene. It just ran by. Oh, okay. I was hoping <laughs> I didn't just look like a maniac <laughs> blowing on it. 
It's funny because there's an idea as an actor that the sexual prescription or undertones of many of these scenes would maybe put you in your head, but I know something like this kind of scene is just the intimacy made it feel more honest or natural. Mm -hmm. How come you're not with everyone else down by the river? I have an allergy. Yeah, me too. Maybe we have the same one. <laughs> Why don't you and I go swimming? Right now? Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Do we have to go right now? I'll go get changed. Okay. You found this blocking very naturally. How would a young man genuinely hide his erection? The embarrassment of that. I love these shots. Yeah, this, these shots are amazing. Our cinematographer, Sayambu Mukti Prom, he had worked on Luca's partner's film, and this was his first film with Luca. The glasses, the risky business glasses. The risky business glasses. <laughs> And this water was freezing. <laughs> and they built that uh, uh, fountain area yes. from scratch. It was not there before, but they made it look like it had been there forever. I think initially in the, there was a, a swimming pool in the script or in the, in the novel. But right. We have this oh, instead. It's private. You're not going to tell me? I'm not going to tell you. He's not going to tell me what he's thinking about. Does it go hang out with your mom? Found this very naturally too. I think Army just added that line about hanging out with my mom, and I said to Luga, "I think I should go running over and split them up." <laughs> I love that you push him here. Yes. <laughs> Get out of the way. Excuse me. All Excuse of a sudden, me. there's a body language between you two that didn't exist before. Right, and that might be the first moment in the film that there's a real physical interplay. So this is about a three-second insert of me playing the guitar, but this is something I spent a month and a half. Wow learning with Nicholas Nguero, who's a guitar player in Crema. Play it again, will you? Look at the flies. Amazing. I love Elio's irreverence, doing things on his own terms, and your spontaneity that you brought to all this. I always laugh at this scene because, you know, within the prescription of the story, Elio is riffing these pieces, or it's an improv of sorts. And the truth for the actor was, again, that I was sitting in a piano studio for a month and a half before shooting the scene, really just trying to get something half of what it's, to what it's described in the novel. But you did. Is that sort of the beauty of what we get to do is throw ourselves into a practice of something and then throw it off on the day we're doing it if we can. Oh, you want me to play the thing I played outside? <laughs> Please. Ah. I remember when the, the ground outside was so hot because of the sun and I'm barefoot in the scene and before takes I'd be standing on Army's feet 
And they'd say action, and I'd say, thanks for letting me stand on your feet, brother. Let's go do this scene. <laughs> I love the little rock and roll that comes on your face during the course of the band. I can't believe you changed it again. Oh, I changed it a little bit. Yeah, why? I just played it the way Buzzoni would have played it if he'd altered Liszt's version. And what is wrong with Bach, the way Bach would have played Bach's Bach? Bach never wrote it for the guitar. In fact, we're not even sure Bach wrote Forget it. Forget I asked. Luca told me to swivel around at the end of this. And you didn't. Oh, you there did. <laughs> the camera just seems to find you there in the midst of something. And that door. God, that just door. Like, I know it. Isn't that funny. It, this is wonderful, too, because I wondered how this was going to be done. What a beautiful way to sort of... And I felt good that was actually my writing. Yeah. But I know they did a number of takes of the fan to try to get that <laughs> just perfectly. And there was a whole scene, a whole text that was written for the scene that Army and I have here. And I was so perplexed on the day because the camera was going to be so far away. And I was sort of, what's going on? It's just <laughs> another texture in the story, which I absolutely loved. And then there's this. And it was great conscientiousness to get that fish back in the water on the day. Right, right away, right after the take. I love that scene because there's, that is, it is unabashed, non-cynical filmmaking. Mm. It's just a beautiful shot of a fish and a boy reacting. And there's the teamwork carrying it into the kitchen. I love that. It's as if they've been there for years. I love how Soyambu's camera lingers on the world. Elio. Hmm. You sleeping? I was. Listen to this drivel. Tell me what you think. Wait. What? Can't hear you. For the early Greeks, Heidegger contends, this underlying hiddenness is constituted... Peaches. Yeah. I loved walking and jumping around these things, or the, like the door you alluded to earlier, everything in this... in this... in this villa was so specific. Doesn't make any sense to me. You get, oh, whatever that is, some kind of feather or... in the air, it's uh, pollen or something mm. that has been blowing around. That was all just there. That might be the kindest thing anybody has said to me in months. Kind? Yep. Kind. <laughs> Army's timing is so good in that scene. If you... This might be my favorite scene in the film. Hmm.
With such openness and Esther's love. It's, yes, it's unabashed. There isn't any a strain of maliciousness. So sincere and straightforward throughout. It's a beautiful performance. She and Victoire as well. <laughs> All the hair. <laughs> I think these are the first moments of self-aware percolating attraction. Mm. There's so many songs that were written around that time called Lady. Lady this, this is lady, 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 lady. That's it. And that, I love the change here. And that's our editor, Walter Frisano. He's the <laughs> editor of the film, DJing. The change in music is a sense of the new wave coming in. I love the the blurriness that comes in periodically. You'll be watching something mm. and all of a sudden, Everything's out of focus, but you don't care. It just makes you want to look harder. You seem so grown up in one moment and the next, like a kid. And the shoes. And of course, this has been Discussed at length already. <laughs> Army is so fantastically unabashed in the scene, and yet it was his least favorite scene to shoot in the film, and the one he says he was most tortured by. And the truth is, there isn't a song playing as we shot this. There was a click track, so there's only a click, 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 and that is not conducive to. <laughs> I don't understand why they can't just play the music underneath. But I don't understand that it's either. It's great. I love that. I love that whole number you throw in there. I love that Marcia's picking up on undertones in the relationship that Elio maybe hasn't even picked up on yet. <laughs> Have they done this before? You think? I, I you know what? No. I think with Lucas, I remember Esther was miserable doing this because oh, it was nighttime and we we really did have no idea what was lingering underneath the water. So I was kind of mouthing to her to catch up as we were swimming away and then we'd swim back and she'd get out and she'd... We almost had sex last night, Marcy and me. I love Elio's boldness. Why didn't you? I don't know. Well, you know it's better to have tried and failed, right? All I had to do was find the courage to reach out and some of the language. I, I, I sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just, Michael, I love you in this scene. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 
a, a more ignorant parent would have had a, had a more blunted or instinctual reaction. And the wise parent Mr. Perlman is, is. Would you like to come along? Yeah, we'd love to. Thank you. Smell this. Can I come too? Uh, on the condition you remain silent. <laughs> I love the allusion to stories of Mr. Perlman getting exposed by Elio. <laughs> God, the, the bikes serve to serve this tone of people coming in and out freely and without regard. I love the simple pink earring that dangles around and playful. It just is so evocative, the period, that color. This is a charming, charming scene between the two of you. Fishing. Anyhow. What's he feeling at that point? Is it's he... exciting to talk to the the lover of, 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 of who you're attracted to. There's a certain game in that. A moment of jealousy here. It looks like a couple of high school seniors just bringing their books out of school and making plans. Dad always sits up front with Anchisa to navigate. A moment for Elio to establish his, his autonomy to the region, to the house. What the rules are. It's more beautiful than she was last year. I saw her naked on a night swim once. Great body. Trying to get me to like her? What would be the harm in that? Not no harm. I just typically like to go those things on my own, if you don't mind. I learned a little bit of Italian before I uh, uh, got to Italy, but I, my tutor was from the south. So the bits of Italian that I had to learn, I had to relearn because there's a difference between the south and the north. What's going on, boys? Oliver, come. Sit up front, be my navigator. What? What? shoot in this region. I think this was the one region we shot in that wasn't chronological, but this was maybe one of my favorite moments of the shoot, was getting a drive to, would this have been, would this have been Bergamo? It's called the no, Grotto no, of Catullus. I remember that about the place of it, but uh, is this in the lake region, is it not? Is this, uh, or was it not? My mic pack falls out here. <laughs> this is why I always drag my shirt down. That's wonderful. At the top of this scene, I remember on the day, because the grotto was called the Grotto of Catullus, I had remembered an A.E. Hausman poem that I had to say in uh, a play many years ago called The Invention of Love. Uh, it was a poem by Catullus, so I threw that in there at the very top of the scene. It was such a beautiful day, that day. And the, that's an extraordinary... Um, I remember Army and I found that moment as Army picked it up. Picked up <laughs> and then Lucas said, that's great, let's keep it. And he said, just say tregua, which, which means truce. Mm. 
The ship went down in 1827 on the way to Isola de Garda. I don't know if you remember, Michael, that they we got boated out to the we got boated out of the distance first before they got to bring the camera. So there was a really lovely moment. We just spent an hour in the water in that boat, just rocking back and forth with the army. This fellow's at number three. The Emperor Hadrian had a pair dug up at Tivoli, but uh, one of the more Philistine. This is quite an acting prescription to be reacting to absolutely nothing. Mm. This is our green screen acting in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I think James Ivory and Luca came up with this two years before the film's conception, because I don't think this is one of the few bits that's not in the book. Mm. I think in the book there was this event uh, uh, where they go see the, like, the murdering of fish or something right. like that. <laughs> I love this too. I love just this the, is one of the last scenes we shot that day. <laughs> the energy this scene has is very much what the energy was <laughs> on set for some reason. Are you going to? No, no. I should stay and do some work on oh, my book. Oh, come on. How about a drink to celebrate the day? Okay, maybe. Uh, yeah. I. You know what? That's just so army. Just <laughs> the, the end of that scene. I love how you guys just toss the bikes away. So you've been doing it forever and ever. It's just wonderful. And the light. Hmm, I never noticed that. Then it gets brighter. I love these you know, not conventional shots of bodies in this film that Sayambu would set up. Like a shoulder blade there. A kitchen. A balcony. What piece is that? Do you remember? It's so beautiful. That's a voiceover track uh, laid down in Midtown Manhattan five months after we did the film. <laughs> the meaning of the river flowing is not that all things are changing so that we cannot encounter them twice. I love getting to do this stuff as an actor, too, because in drama school, again, it's about antagonism or the conflict of a scene. And here, the prescription was simply to be. And Luca was always encouraging me to run my hand across the things I was coming across in the house and at the field of play. I love the shadow and the light in this shot, how that corridor was at times so dark and at other times so bright.
Scusami, Elio, conquistare la biancheria. Plain possum, as my grandma used to. Lascia aperta. Grazie. Something else completely going on. scenes where it felt like I had the gift of a, of a minute or two minutes to play out how, how a sequence would play out naturally. And I love this too, because there's maybe, there, and we did three versions of this with the bathing suit that are just different sexual expressions of the same idea. Hmm. And the one that made it in, that's gonna come up here is I put it on my head and lean backwards or kind of arch my back, but there's a version I like a lot too, where I maybe ran around the bed for three minutes. Or I, it's tough to describe, especially literally, but the sheets were all messed up. <laughs> this one was the most succinct of the takes. This is from the book as well. Hmm. specific mark on the ground there to hit. Hmm. <laughs> or else they wouldn't be able to see Oliver revealed in the shot. I love that he's uh, that he's hard to, to see once he passes. You get, you get a glimpse of him. The music is so evocative of what's going on inside. I love shooting the scene with you in the mirror, Michael. This was such a pleasure to shoot. Darling, have you seen my heptown one? Apparently there was a lot of rain in the shooting of this film, but I don't remember it too much. I don't remember it as much either. Oh, lovely moment that the Perlmans get to share together, just reading on the sofa together. Kind of, you get a glimpse into the kind of lives they've lived for years, just curled on the couch telling stories. I'll translate, huh? Ein gut aussehender junger Ritter ist wahnsinnig verliebt in eine Prinzessin. Auch sie ist in I remember shooting the scene and Amira running her hand through my hair and thinking, that is exactly what a mother would do. Hmm. That is exactly what my mom would do. Though she seems not to be entirely aware of it. Despite the friendship, Freundschaft, <laughs> that blossoms 
between them all. That's another moment of Amira. She brought so much to this film. Yeah, of just, what if there's a, a, a joke between the two of them about this particular word? It was just a color that she threw in there. Wonderful. To bring up the subject of his love. So one day he asked the princess, point blank, Ich bitte euch, ratet mir, was besser ist. Reden oder sterben? Is it better to speak or to die? I'll never have the courage to ask a question like that. I doubt that. I love that there's no shame from the guidance Elio draws from his parents. There's nothing embarrassing about it. There's nothing childish. My mom's been reading the 16th century French romance. She read some of it to my dad and I the day the lights went out. Yeah, about the knight that doesn't know whether to speak or die? Right. Of course he knows that. More smoke and mirrors. She said. But she's on her guard. She senses a trap somewhere. So does he speak? No. He fudges. Mm. He figures. He's French. I think they added that the day of. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I gotta go to town in a little bit and pick some things up. Oh, I can go. I'm not doing anything today. Why don't we go together? Right now? Yeah. Right now. It is, of course, unless you have more important business going on. <laughs> I love that. Oh, the talking head shirt, too. And the cassettes. Mind if I put this in your bag? Yes, please. Perfetto, grazie. I fell. I was coming home the other day and I scraped myself pretty badly. And Kise insisted on applying some sort of witch's brew. I think it helped. I love that this scene is ostentatiously about a wound, but it's really about getting to stare at someone's nice body. <laughs> it was a tiny door. You guys navigated that really, really well. Riding your bikes through it. So this is a scene that we had rehearsed and decided to do in one shot, but Luca didn't have enough track to do it in one shot, so we put a call into the production office in Milan, and they agreed to send enough track, but that it was going to take about two hours to send. So we rehearsed this scene maybe six times. We all broke for lunch. We all sat in a cafe, not the one in the shot here, but opposite in the square. And when it came time to do it, which is what we're watching here, we maybe had an hour to shoot this in two or three takes. I think this was the second take.
Not bad, huh? Not bad at all. I thought you didn't smoke. I don't. Hmm. So World War II, huh? Oh, no, this is World War I. Huh. You have to be at least 80 years old to have known any of them. Huh. I've never even heard of the Battle of Piave. Battle of Piave was one of the most lethal battles in World War I. 170,000 people died. Is there anything you don't know? I know nothing, Oliver. Again, the, the nightmare as an actor would have been to do the scene of foot from army and a bunch of close-ups. I don't know any actor that could have pulled that off. <laughs> but instead, Luca gave us the prescription to treat this monument almost as a metaphorical barrier between the two boys here. Why are you telling me this? Because I thought you should know. Because you thought I should know? Because I wanted you to know? Because I wanted you to know. Because I wanted you to know. This repetition of the line, is that in the text or is that just you? Luca had said, as I walked by the monument, he said, repeat it to yourself a number of times. This is all one shot. Mm -hmm. The bus going by. And the bus, Luca has said in Q&As, was to serve as an interrupter, another, another signifier to break the tension. I love the idea that if you were at a distance, these boys might just be having a conversation. But up close and personal, you know what they're talking about. <laughs> Religion. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was always curious about that moment. The production design and the scene, look at those posters to the side, is just perfect. They mixed up all of my pages. They're going to, have to retype this whole thing. <laughs> I'm not going to have anything to work on this afternoon. This isn't I love time. those lines. They have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have said anything. Just pretend you never did. Or does that mean we're on speaking terms, but not really? It means we can't talk about those kinds of things. Why do you think Elio is so bold here? The thrill of getting to be the younger lover. Oliver's in the position of responsibility. I get, to, I get to decide whether to put a seatbelt on or not. Hey. Andiamo, l'americano. If I had hit that car door, that would have ruined the whole... <laughs> Nope, just would have been Elio hitting the car door. I love the movie magic of this shot. And it's a gorgeous, gorgeous road we take off on. And they set the camera up right next to a trash processor. <laughs> <laughs> so off to the left here, there's a big, loud... 
Funny. And I love that this lingers too, and you want to watch them the entire way. Army overtakes me. It's hard to keep up with someone that big and fast and strong. <laughs> just watches. I don't know if this woman was employed that day or if, or if she was just... This might have literally been her home. Hmm. Glimpse into the generosity of the area, though. A more innocent time. Yeah. Benito Mussolini. Army's nickname for Luca. Which is what he would call him. Ah. Beautiful. One of the few over-the-shoulder shots in the movie where Sayambu put the camera on. It's very brave to be riding that bike on such a rocky <sighs> road with no this. hands. Come on. And the way he pops off that bike. This was an incredible location to shoot at. I try to petition Luca in the scene to not make me say the name of the mountainous region in the north. And he said, nope, you're saying it. <laughs> this is my spot. It's all mine. Come here to read. Can't tell you the number of books I've read here. Hmm. Straight from the book. Oh my God, it's freezing. Spring is in the mountains. The Alpi Arobia. The water comes straight down from there. Yeah. I like the way you say things. I don't know why you're always putting yourself down, though. So you won't, I guess? Like the idea that Ellie was unrelenting, that even when Oliver lets his guard down a little bit, perhaps generously, Elio jumps in right away. Yeah, there he is, jumping right in, face first. I love that about your entire performance. You make things very difficult for me. I love this aspect of it, too, the playfulness between you two. I love this, Oliver. And this shot is almost a direct homage to James Ivory's Morris. 
And there's a very similar shot of the two lovers in the grass. Grass, you mean? It's not bad. It's not bad. I love that the film doesn't show us or tell us everything that's going on. It allows us to have our own sort of dialogue in our mind as to what we think is going on. of this was directed and how much of it was just you guys there's a take where i don't lick his face first before kissing him mm -hmm. <laughs> but now he plays with you <laughs> better now i know that the most important beat of this is that oliver is the one to step away yeah and then there's a strong no, no, no. moment where elio tries to reignite it we should right go. there i know myself okay and we've been good. We haven't done anything to be ashamed of, and that's a good thing. I want to be good. Okay? Am I offending you? <laughs> Just don't. Look at my body again. <laughs> Under the illusion that it's broken yeah. or, or, or bruised. No, 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 no. Oh, I love this This is all Luca. <laughs> my God, I love you. <laughs> It's true at the time, Italy's government was in total turmoil. These two are remarkable theater actors that Luca knew uh, and wanted in the film, and uh, they wanted to touch upon these things. I'm sure he'll tell you all about it. They were remarkable. They just came in and did this over and over and over again. <laughs> I love it. They cut to it. This is so subtle, too. Which I love. The minor debilitation that is a nosebleed. 
But it's really the event of the scene, which is fantastic. This is lovely too. <laughs> this is a little side nook that the house had. There's a tiny little bar area. This is where Michael comes out earlier in the film with the drinks. Serving some cognac or whiskey, whatever it was. This isn't one of the rare over-the-shoulder shots in the movie, too. The camera was on Cyan Boo's shoulder. And it continued. <laughs> yes, the idea that they haven't stopped talking. Not completely once. clueless as to what's going on. <laughs> Sit for a second. If you insist. That wasn't my fault, right? No. I'm a mess. Well, the kitchen table sure is. Where did this stuff come from, the toe thing? This is from the book. Is it? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Wow, where'd you learn to do that? My bubby used to do this for us when we were sick. Trust me, it helps. I used to have one of these. You used to? Yeah. How come you never wear it? My mother says we are Jews of discretion. Well, it's a favorite line from the book. Mm. I guess that works for your mother. Funny witch. <laughs> what is that? It's a line we looped because what I said was too inappropriate. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. It goes by so fast, but I was, I love this moment as well. Just... Where's Elio? He's inside. He had a bit of a nosebleed during lunch, so he's just resting. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'll be back in a minute. But don't go anywhere. I love that. Don't go anywhere. He waits j just as long as he has to wait. <laughs> oh, come help me. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I'm so bad. I don't know if I can get out because my mother will see her at 5 o'clock. Do you think? Yes, I'm These girls could have chastised me between takes for being too... <laughs> something. And now we see Elio with a star. It's so beautiful and subtle. I love this scene. I remember at the top of the film, Luca telling us to try to find the comedy where we could. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Member of the family. <laughs> She's probably nursed Alia from a baby. <laughs> we sat on that bench, mm -hmm. I think, the very first day we got to the villa. In fact, there's a, a there's a picture of yeah. Luca giving us notes I remember that. Um, Amira has a perm in that picture. She had decided to change her hair afterwards. 
think for a moment when she does that that she's gonna tuck it back into your shirt instead or acknowledge it but it's just unspoken mm. this music is so evocative in this moment and i love that vonda's still hard at work although her pace here i'm just realizing now <sighs> it's the end of the day it's right. a little bit slower it's not beautiful i wonder how long alio has been sitting there and waiting for oliver there's a wonderful mistake, or not mistake, but act of God, I guess, here. Yeah, they said it was a, they said the film came back a little damaged, but they, they found it to be a great gift, Walter and, and, and Luca. Like inner turmoil, whatever's going on in the story. I love that it's still there. That film lets the light in. We shot on film. Mm -hmm. It lets the light in, and whatever happens becomes imprinted on the film. It's really rare that music can reflect the inner, inner life of things that's going on in his songs in this film. This is one of the beautiful songs that Sofiane Stevens contributed. A week before filming, we all sat down in Luca's living room and listened to this, and... Visions of Gideon, the other song he sent. To be awake would be embarrassing. about Andre Osman's novel. Things like pissing in a toilet that are typically unattractive have a weird alluring effect in the mind. Traitor. somebody we don't know what this is and it's just a moment and then we're on to something else all those magazines and books those were all specifically put down on that table everything in the room nothing was extraneous the heaps of books the Perlmans had everywhere Salut. Salut. <laughs> I love they haven't been spending any time together. So you forget what somebody's voice sounds like. This shot picks up in the middle of what we shot. Where I'm just coming back, but we did shoot a, a bit where I also leave and... What is the book? Do you know? That's okay. 
I love that passageway. Bet uh, from the the this is off the town center. piazza exactly. center that led deeper into one part of the town where we all stayed. If you walk to the left, my apartment would have been upstairs, and this is where. This is right in front of Army's villa, uh, right in front of Army's apartment, rather, in Luca's villa. Esther brings such a, uh, a, a great casual, off the cuff delivery to everything that she does. It's, the character is simultaneously so vulnerable. But powerful too. Why? Because I think you can make me suffer, and that I don't want to suffer. How lucky you are to be able to speak a foreign language. There's something about being an English speaker and w watching a foreign language that just seems oddly to me somehow more real. It's just a different way to communicate. <laughs> and I love that she she instigates a different sexual energy here mm. that I match, and then Marcia just becomes a little flustered or wants to take it a little bit. Have you had to do any scenes like these before? Not like that, no. 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 Must have been nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This is just captures the time in their lives so beautifully. <laughs> I don't think this was very much supposed to be a first time. Yeah. Instant shame. <laughs> That's such a great camera shot as well. But you guys are so lovely in this. Was any of that scripted? Was it so? No, that's all. It's that's fantastic. all just talking. Fantastic. It's <laughs> so great. Please don't avoid me. This is wonderful too. This is straight from the book. God, it was it was it was it's totally Luca's genius and working in the voiceover, but this is one of the parts of the book, the obsession mm. that would have would have been really hard to translate to film in lesser hands than Luca's. I was given a lot of, of professorial dialogue as well that all got extricated away from the telling of the story, which is so rightfully so wonderful in the novel, but unnecessary in this telling of the story. All Lucas. Oh, I love that shot. <laughs> wow. Feels Hitchcockian or mm. something. Hitchcock. I love that it only lingers for a moment. Someone had a good night last night? <laughs> And now we're into somewhere else. And do you remember, Michael, how specific the timing had to be of this sequence? Yeah. And we might have, this might have been the scene we did the most in the film. Uh -huh. Are you playing poker, too? I don't play poker. Mm -hmm. Several hundred color slides of our boxer and the others like him arrived yesterday from Berlin. There was a whole other scene that was taken out of this as well about poker playing. Our army had been off playing poker the night before, which I had forgotten about. I love Oliver's exhaustion here and <laughs> Mr. Perlman's relentless enthusiasm yeah. for the subject at hand. Most likely sculpted under the influence of Praxiteles. Uh, 
greatest a lot of cigarette smoking in this film. A lot of cigarette smoking in this film. Don't smoke cigarettes, kids. No, okay. <laughs> the art is so extraordinarily beautiful, though. God, it's fun for me to even watch this moment because mm. it's just so exciting when I want to. I love that you, you don't you need to read it and that we hear what it is. I'll see you at midnight. When a lover throws the tennis ball back, that is a thrilling feeling. And the alio spin, <laughs> which reoccurs, which I love. Grow up. I'll see you at midnight. Muscles are firm. Look at his stomach, for example. Not a straight body in these statues. They're all curved. Sometimes impossibly curved. And so, nonchalant. Hence their ageless ambiguity. And this could be a description of Oliver. <laughs> Is he trying to provoke me? <laughs> oh, this shot, I always... It's so, so weird. I love it. Great. Don't forget, Isaac and Munir are coming for dinner. Also known as Sonny and Cher. Okay. I'd like you to wear that shirt they gave you for birthday. No. We debated back and forth whether it should be Sonny and Cher. I think in the novel it's Laurel and Hardy. Right. If Oliver thinks I look like a scarecrow in it, I'm not wearing it. Oliver? Hey, what time you got? It's two. I love the complicity. <laughs> Later. Barely fits through that door frame. Mm, so funny. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> and they're all charmed by Oliver. They all love him. <laughs> she was stunned and instantly Glad to Delighted. see him. Yeah. In the outdoor. I love how far he is already when he gets back to him there. Oh, this stuff was a lot of fun to shoot with Esther. And Luca just said, go try to go in and out of the water as much as possible when you're <laughs> intertwining bodies. <laughs> Perpetually looking at that watch. She's witnessing the whole thing. Where do you guys go here? Is this it... in the attic? So the idea being that what the cove is, and or not the cove, but <laughs> I love the playfulness. If Army was too lazy to smoke a cigarette outside while we were shooting, he would just go up to this attic hmm. and smoke one up there. I don't think I ever saw it the whole time we were there. You smelled it. Ah. <laughs> oh, the attic. Not yeah. Cigarettes. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, you can smell the attic. That'd be weird. I love the dust that emerges yeah, from this Fantastic. They don't care. I remember Luca speaking about the song on the radio as well and how specific he was about what he wanted it to be. 
that it was unique that that song would have been played at that time of day. Hmm. I remember I couldn't get this fucking watch to just <laughs> land the way I wanted it to land. But how great is that? <laughs> and here you go, heading into another intimate scene. Mm. Is it well, uh, any trepidation just sort of throwing yourself into it? You guys seem to have a great trust between the two of you. Yeah, and certainly as the... You know, by requisite of what the characters are going through here. I'm leading the dance a little bit, so... And the only thought before the take or during the take is that Esther as an actress is comfortable yes. and nothing is crossing any lines that we'd set out in advance. But the cunnilingus that's performed is very much true to the novel as well. Mm. Because the experience they have formatively isn't intercourse, but it's something like this. I'm gonna look at the watch here. Again. I love the idea here that they've already made love, but that they cannot stop going at yeah. it. The youthful bodies exploding with hormones. I love her. Her messy hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty obvious what they've been up to, and they have to come over and say hello. I think this is known as the walk of shame. <laughs> uh, this is Peter Spears, one of the producers of the film. He made this film happen, and that's Andre Asimov. Andre Asimov is the, no the author of the novel. So Peter's in pink and Andre's in blue. This was all improv to dialogue. He still steals a kid. <laughs> now, what is this that you're pointing out? The, the idea is that there was some China that perhaps they had sent as family friends on the table in the distance. Oh, okay. I love this scene, Michael. This is fun to shoot. Misbehaving tonight. No, no laughing. When I tell you to play, you'll play. You're too old not to accept people for who they are. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? You call them Sonny and Cher behind their backs? Then you accept them. That's what mom calls The only person that reflects badly on is you. Is it because they're gay or because they're ridiculous? <laughs> An audience favorite, that line. You know as much about economics at... Did we give this scene any idea of playing it more seriously or dramatically? No, that would have been wrong. I don't think so. I think it was sort of one of those things. I think from what I can sense is that Professor Perlman gets such a kick out of Elio mm. uh, that as, as serious as he wants to be and as you know, rigorous a parent he chooses to be in moments or, 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 or the absence of rigor, he can't help but adore hmm. his son's irreverence and and playfulness but he has to keep a straight face when he says things like that I touch my uh, eye to wipe some sleep away there for a moment I always Luca love that said moment. keep that keep that yes, he's he's all about capturing whatever the natural moment is and I love how the music picks up here mm. as army emerges 
there was something so surreal even when we were shooting this scene. It felt like a, in a very warm way, but a ceremonial goodbye to the boys' virginity uh -huh. and, and, and innocence to some capacity. I guess it is that. But with all the... And here's your watch. Don't forget your watch. And I always figured that watch moment was maybe a, the, the most subtle of, of moments of understanding from Mr. Perlman. <laughs> and get a glimpse into the private life of the Perlmans. How much fun they have. How important it is for them to, I don't know, be, to bring in people from the outside world. How much joy in life they have. That shot right before this one, he, Army might, might take up a hundredth of the frame. He's tiny in that shot, and uh. yet he's everything. He could survey most of the house from that place. Mm -hmm. And people would gather up there sometimes. I'm glad you came. Visions of Gideon's brought in for the first time. This almost seems in slow motion. Creeping. because we didn't want you to hear. <laughs> and this scene was a lot of fun to play. In the book, and, and in the movie, but it's not clear. And that's, not a, that's a joint, it's not a cigarette. Mm. Unfortunately, we never punch in close enough to see that. That's okay.
<laughs> I think it's so funny and so so important to for the playfulness to still be there. And you guys are just so <laughs> full of it. I love that. Oh, this is just a <laughs> random moment that presented itself. And as, an, as an actor, those are just the greatest of gifts. Can't anticipate it, can only react. Mm -hmm. And the stillness in the hallway when the, those trees aren't moving and the light's not coming through. And this is another lovely moment, Claude. blocking this out and we were trying to kiss where I was way above him but then we mapped out that I would have to go back down before we started to kiss <laughs> You forget as an audience member in the intimate scenes that you're watching that there are people all around you <laughs> while this is going on. Or I'll go with the camera just steps away. Illusion to the time period. And I wouldn't even try to do it justice because Luke will do it when he describes it, but right. I love the way he talks about the sexuality or, or lack of sexual close-ups in this film. This is not about that. I love that shot too, prior. You know, you almost don't even know what you're looking at. Yeah. Do you guys talk at all about the morning after idea here? Well, we're not quite there yet. This right. is still the night of. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was not envious that Army had to say the title of the goddamn thing yeah, in a line. He does it beautifully. Yeah, and he does it absolutely beautifully. That'd be one to butter up. Yeah. Yeah, none of that seems at all heavy-handed. So beautifully just simple. And the blue shirt, again. Mm. Remnants of the lovemaking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mafalda always looks for signs. No, she's not. <laughs> the anxieties about Mafalda more than the parents. You wore that shirt the first day you were here. Well, I remember Luca telling me to throw that shirt there on that mark and thinking it was inconsequential, but then you see it after. 
And then there's that. So we had scripted the dialogue from the scene almost straight from the book, and it just felt a little heavy-handed, and mm. you knew exactly what this tension that had emerged between the lovers was. And then we did a take with Luca where we didn't say anything, and this is the one. Mm. And it just plays out in a physical dialogue that as an audience member I find to be more illuminating, leaves more of the imagination too. I agree. I love the bagginess of that shirt that you're wearing. How enormous it seems on your sweater, whatever it is. I think Elio has unknowingly seized the power in the relationship at this moment, briefly. Is this in the script? This place? This swimming? Do you know? It almost seems extra, but it's so beautiful I, I, at this point. It, it certainly wasn't scripted to be at opposite ends of the lake, which really is a beautiful visual metaphor. Mm. I think that's something we found on the day. I remember not wanting to say anything in response to Oliver in this scene, and Lucas saying I should say no in response, and now watching the movie, he was absolutely right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you going to hold what happened last night against me? Wouldn't have made any sense. And I like the look back I give him there just to make sure he's not too upset. geography of the boys' bedrooms is described almost exactly like this in the book. And the fact that we found a place that had a bathroom that... Yeah, wonderful. ...lent itself to that is incredible. What do you think's going through his head here? Well, the shirt's come off, so he's just relaxing. He's maybe going to get in bed, take a nap. I'm wondering what Oliver is thinking here, what the moment about calling you back as you've decided to go to your separate rooms. There's this again. I remember Luca telling me to put my arms up here. <laughs> well, that's promising. You're hard again. Good. Power seized. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you can see through the door. And I'm, I'm <laughs> looking through there. the door. I'm still there. <laughs> and I don't know if people notice that. That's for like the ninth or tenth viewing or something. It's great.
love the ambiguity of this moment. Is it a warm hello or is it a ploy to get him jealous? And Michael, I still, I see Mr. Perlman in the scene and I wondered how, how much does he know? Mm. It seems like he's all knowing, almost. Professor, I got your note. Uh, thank you for reminding me. I'm gonna go into town and pick up those type pages today, so maybe this afternoon would be a good time to... Later. <laughs> we'll look them over later, before you leave. Okay. So, later. Later. You get a mirror. Hmm. Oliver. I found it interesting in the discussion of the upcoming scene. There's a guy behind you during this sort of very intimate conversation you're about to talk about. No, I just, I just wanted to be with you. And there's no shame in the talking of it. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll go. <laughs> that man is Stefano, who has the most delicious restaurant in all of Crema, mm. Via Vai. That's where Army had an eight-hour lunch once. <laughs> I don't want you to regret anything. And I hate the thought that maybe I may have messed you up. I don't want either of us to pay for this. No, I, it's not like I'm going to tell anyone. You, you, you're not going to be like any trouble. And that's the shot in this film I see the most of myself in. <laughs> With the stuttering and the manicness. <laughs> Are you happy I came here? I love watching this in theaters for this moment because you can kind of feel people <laughs> tense up a little bit. That's our script supervisor, Rachel. Beautiful shot. I love Amira's hat in this scene. Hmm. Which is a dish of the area. Mm -hmm. It's a little sweet, sweet for my tasting, but it's all right. I know that the book falls apart here. That Elio is just tossing the pits on the floor. Was there any sense of trepidation going into this scene? Luca had trepidations about it because he thought maybe it worked better as a literary metaphor, and huh. he just had doubts about it ever making it into the movie, so... There was, an, there was not a ton of anxiety because I simply thought, well, if this sucks, it's not going to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of found this moment because I don't think any of us realized how hard it is to <laughs> reach into a peach and take the corner. Yeah.
the idea here was just how how would how would it actually happen and what would actually happen in this kind of scene or scenario and that anything comedic or yeah ostentatious about it would just make it ring untrue I love how the music builds up to the moment, too. hands here. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about in acting classes being private in public. Hmm. And it just seems the quintessential private and public scene to me. How you're asked to do something that couldn't be more private. And that noise is so European to me. Was it cicadas outside? Not cicadas. Uh, yeah, I think so. Are, yeah. yeah. Sounded like there was an owl as well. Yeah, that owl noise. <laughs> Taste something, something <laughs> in this. It's wonderful. What did you do? <laughs> Well, are we so great in this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You've moved on to the plant kingdom already. What's next, minerals? I suppose you've already given up animals. You know that's me. How much of this is scripted, too? This was all scripted. Huh. I wish everybody was as sick as you. This scene was terrifying, because I... Uh, and I'm glad it came out presentably because I thought, how, how does it take this wild turn in this fun scene? How does it take this, or in this playful scene? What are you doing? Stop. You're fucking hurting me. Then don't fight. <laughs> so all of this is in the script? And this was scripted, yeah. Oh. I just thought it was something that you guys found. Oh. Sorry. It's okay.
want you to go. God, we wasted so many days. Why didn't you give me a sign? I did. You didn't give me a sign. My friend Joey came to the screening the other night. He said this was his favorite scene in the film. And I touched felt like this scene captured the lovers, lovers comfortable around each other more than any other scene. And the way you reacted made me think I molested you. Sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. I just decided I should keep my distance. I don't know. I come out here for hours almost every night. I didn't know that. And Luke gave me the direction there to put his put my hand in his shirt like that. I thought that. Where's this shot? That would that's this is right off the stairs that lead downstairs into the area with the with the pool. Oh yeah. I love how the scenes just bleed into each other. He's gone. <laughs> I like that I look genuinely exhausted in this scene. <laughs> I love that that's in English. Uh, I, our Esther was so good in this scene because to say a line in a language that you know, is not your own and that is so vulnerable. I remember, I, that, I remember we finished shooting this scene and I said, you, you absolutely murdered that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is not easy to do. I would not want that prescription in the scene. Oh, Michael, I just love the energy in this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes in the film. Um, did he tell you to have that energy, or did you guys assume it lying in the seats like that? This is something about getting to lie in the sun, right. you know? Makes you behave a particular way, I guess. Mm. What do you think? You get a sense of sexuality between the couple. Mm. Just putting your hand on each other. And that's just a glimpse into what that scene was. Yeah, there's more there. We're all gonna miss Oliver. Come back, I'm just going home to pack. I'm moving here. <laughs> You're welcome. There's such genuine affection between all of us in the making of this film. It just seems like it was just... As the time passed, it just felt like it was gonna be over and it was a shame. But there was such... Pleasure. I love the way Amira slaps Oliver's back in that scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> like that you smashed my face. Yeah. I love the better luck next time yeah. look he gives her. And I love how Army kind of tells me to not ask so many questions here when he sits back down. It just feels feels so true even to our relationship in real life. <laughs> the pestering. The pestering on my part and him going, eh, leave me alone. What? A lady staring at the two of you, behind. <laughs> you know, I never noticed that. And yeah, she's like, mm hmm. And this moment is extraordinary mm -hmm. to me. I don't. You're in a bus, but for some reason, we're following this trail. I'd love to hear what Luca has to yeah, say about I this moment. Too. It's so evocative, and it's. I wonder what. You what, what the thought was here. Yeah. This was one of the most fun days I've ever had shooting anything. We had to, we took a, a van to the bottom of this location that took two hours, and then there was a separate hike with the crew where everybody right. carried <laughs> one piece of equipment up to this, up to these locations. There was a lot of hiking in this film, wasn't there? This shot actually wasn't, because what we're running through there was thorny, so oh. our legs were getting torn up, <laughs> but... Now, wasn't this like a reservoir that had to be... This was a dam, so a dam, it was an artificial right? dam, and we had one shot, you know, we're gonna get to here with the waterfall. And we had one go at it, and they played one of those sirens they played in World War II, and they wanted <laughs> people to go inside. The water's coming, the water's exactly. coming. Exactly. amazing? This shot here. This is right when it emerged, and I think there's a cut here to when it's even... Yeah, exactly. We had, one, we had one shot at this. Uh, it was perfect. I love the abandon. And I'll, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't reveal this, but so be it. Um, I stumble there and I just became so exhausted. And Army runs by me going, keep going, motherfucker, keep going. <laughs> I'm so Army, I can't, I'm so well, I, I guess they cut before I really stopped. But I was so exhausted. And here, you know, I was one of those rocks I'm hiding behind, and Army's hiding behind another one of the rocks. Just movie magic. This was our last day of filming. This was in Bergamo. Where do they go in the novel when they take that trip together? Do you remember? It's to Rome. All right. Mm -hmm. There's no way to fake this. <laughs> this is all just... It's all just self-protection. Oh, this is a lot of fun to shoot. I remember shooting this and thinking, I hope they, they can get the rights to that song. Oh, that's great. This is great. We're supposed to be drunk here. This is the last day of shooting. <laughs> and we all had gone out to a dinner maybe a block from this location, and there was certainly wine and things of that nature. You hear that? I love the idea that they're just giving each other, just fully giving themselves to each other. No, don't even want to let him go. You're away from home. Come on. 
The two actors in the scene here are the leads of Luca's partner, Fernando's film. Oh, wow. That dancing she does, it's oh, so evocative of the period. Mods or something about it. I was talking to someone about this scene that I look scorned here or jealous. And that was never really my intention. I think mm. it was just supposed to be more, again, just in awe of this guy. He was so unabashed. Unless that he's gone off with a girl. It's <laughs> tumbling away. All right, this sequence coming up was tough to shoot because I already had a mouthful of puke in there. Uh-oh. You just don't want to reveal to the audience no. that you already have a mouthful of puke. That's <laughs> tough. I'm trying to act like you don't have a mouthful of stuff. What'd she Throwing up on camera is always hard because there's, there's, there's never enough no. stuff. No. <laughs> Gotta go method. No I'm kidding. <laughs> this shot is extraordinary mm. to me. The, where the light is, it just feels too good to back. be true. It's like a painting. This is the last shot we did in the movie. <laughs> this was the last scene we shot. This was tough to get. We did a number of takes of this kiss. Because it's supposed to be, you know, maybe the most unabashed kiss between the lovers in the movie, but that's tough to play. There's no way to... When it's overdone, then it becomes less real. So we had to do a number of them where we weren't doing too much. And we see the film flickering there yeah. on the left. And the blue. This is my favorite scene of armies in this film. Because I, I, I wouldn't, I would never know how to play this. And he plays about six thousand emotions here. I love this, and I don't know if Luca planned it or what, but that's the only place that appears in the entire film. Mm. It's almost like Elio's dreams or something. I love the blurriness throughout these scenes. What's going through his mind here? It always kills me. I, I can never tell if it's a guilt or worry about Elio or if he's in enough aid, or if he's in so much pain that he's worried if, if it's about himself. Not guilt, empathy for Elio. Oh, it's like you said, 6,000 things. I'm glad there weren't a bunch of lines here to Me too. indicate what's going on. And he starts pulling away. It's not time yet. One more hug. Do you guys plan anything for this, or is it just... Mm. This is how it played out.
time to linger. Mm-hmm. The guy comes immediately. Yep. I love this final look. Hmm. Yeah, doubt. I love it that he doesn't open the window and extend the moment. Unwavering. You look so young in this moment. It's that yellow backpack, it just... Hmm. It's unrelenting the train. I love doing this scene. I, I just know this feeling so well. That sense of... That sense of abandonment. Emptiness. Sick. Sick to your stomach. I love the woman in the background of this scene. Again, I, 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 I can't remember if she was employed or if she was just there. One of those million things that just happened. See me. My phone's on. My mom. Yes, it's me. Do you remember if you did a lot of takes of this? We did. We did two. Miro is so generous here. It's always easier to do this kind of scene when you're in it with someone. What they see. Now the lady in red is in blue. And at his most vulnerable, she comes. Was any of this improvised? Mm Mm-mm. Good. J'ai j'ai lu le livre que tu que tu m'as acheté. Les poèmes. Ils sont ils sont très très beaux. J'adore cette euh, Antonia Pozzi. Je suis désolée pardon de, que tu sois triste. Je... I don't remember uh, if her character is French in the novel? Mm-mm. Italian. No. One of the cheats to help me speak a language. I guess. That's wonderful. Hardly a cheat. Je t'aime, Elio. On reste amis. This is an ode to the film that Esther's father directed. Oh. It's a shot that's exactly the same. Beautiful. Luke has talked about that in some Q&As. And I love this moment getting out of the car here. And there was a bit of dialogue that we did as well, but we cut out of it before. I think the idea has established that the help in the house have very much been a part of this romance.
désolé. This shot is always just kills me. How does it communicate how how the coldness and the where love was? Sit watching you sit there earlier. That wallpaper. Missed your dinner. They put all that up. That was in the novel. Mr. Perlman likes to throw things around. <laughs> I like the beginning to this scene because it's very much the lead up to. So, welcome home. Thanks. Oliver enjoyed the trip? Yeah, I think he did. You two had a nice friendship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that shirt on, the nice weekend shirt that you wore earlier. You're too smart not to know how rare, how special what you two had was. Oliver was Oliver. Tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. Parce que c'était lui. Parce que c'était moi. Oliver made me very intelligent, but he was more than intelligent. What you two had. Had everything and nothing to do with intelligence. He was good. You were both lucky to have found each other because you too are good. I think he was better than me. Oh, I think he was better than me. I'm sure he'd say the same thing about you. Hmm? He'd say the same thing. Which flatters you both. And when you least expect it, nature has cunning ways of finding our weakest spot. Hmm. Just remember I'm here. Right now, you may not want to feel anything. Maybe you never wanted to feel anything. And uh, maybe it's not to me you'll want to speak about these things, but uh, feel something you obviously did. Look, you had a beautiful friendship. Maybe more than a friendship. And I envy you. My place, most parents would hope the whole thing goes away. Pray their sons land on their feet, but I am not such a parent. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. But to make yourself feel nothing so as not to feel anything. What a waste. This all comes straight from the novel. 
Have I spoken out of turn? And I'll say one more thing. It'll clear the air. I may have come close, but I never had what you two have. Something always held me back, or stood in the way. How you live your life is your business. Just remember, our hearts and our bodies are given to us only once. And before you know it, your heart's worn out. And as for your body, there comes a point when no one looks at it, much less wants to come near it. Mm, that's one, another one of my favorite lines. Right now, there's sorrow, pain. Don't kill it. And with it, the joy you felt. telling the truth there or not. <laughs> hmm. I remember feeling... Um... Tremendous relief. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> A great sense of intimacy hmm. and quiet. And that it felt like an opportunity to just talk to each just other. Just talk. This is so beautiful. This, this almost looks like a, one of those extraordinary, I don't know, Ansel Adams. Luca likes to brag about how much it cost him to, <laughs> to put together those shots. Oh, they were really beautiful. So they were worth every penny. Well, I think bragging in the how little spent department is Oh, even to... better. Even better. New romantic alio. See, I was bummed those exterior shots we just saw they were supposed to bring me back to Italy for during the winter. I was supposed uh, to be walking through them. But then I think a certain budgetary constraint <laughs> didn't allow that. So how did they catch? Is that, what is that? I think they, they must have put up a green screen. Oh, okay. I, don't remember, I see. But... Oh, it's beautiful. And there's the alio spin, which I love. It looks like maybe some eyeliner or something. Mm, exactly. That shirt. It's like a Jean Cocteau. I'm right. <laughs> drawings. In the winter light, you can feel it. So great. God, Michael, you're right. I never had that thought before. But how did he get... I mean, we shot this in the summer, this bit. Yeah. So I wonder how he got that light, because it really does just feel and cold. So the blue, maybe they just added it somehow. The scene in the in the study, when we were in the background, I think initially was meant to be at the very beginning of the story. We put it at the end. And you have your headphones. I miss you. 
moment he's been waiting for. Mm. News? It's from the book. Oh, you're getting married? I suppose. I might be getting married next spring. Yeah. You never said anything. That's wonderful news. <laughs> Why? Ilya's a good liar. He has that smile frozen on his face. Hmm. <laughs> this is my favorite Amira scene in the movie. Her laugh is is so unabashed. For next summer. And guess what? He's a she. Hey God, you guys play this so beautifully because. <laughs> You say wonderful and you're happy for the boy that stayed with you over the summer and you support him, but you're well aware of the implications for your son. Yeah. I think you guys share a look. Here. They know about us. I figured. How? We're a little closer now. Wanna hear any of it? Elio. What's that? That it wasn't a dream. Mm -hmm. it was true. That's exactly it. No. That's exactly it. Beautiful. And I like the idea here that it's are we gonna end up together or not? And that, oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe it landed a certain way. grateful that I had enough personal experiences at a young age to be able to draw from. And obviously, you don't want to do that all the time. It can be dangerous as an actor to pull too much from, from yourself, but with the camera this close and, and the take being as long as it is, it just felt like anything else would ring false. I wonder on shots like this sometimes because the camera doesn't move if the cameraman would like, not be right in front of you. 
<laughs> what it's like to just be intimate in front of somebody mm. who's sitting right in front of you. Well, yeah, cool. I guess the camera was just in the fireplace. There wasn't anybody behind it. Huh. Allowing you your privacy. Mm -hmm. Is it a video? Is it a video? It was nice that Luca wasn't too stringent about little moments like that where I could kind of break the tension a little bit. I think I say something even and it emits this sequence. And the great trick with this scene too is maybe they CGI'd it out, but in my right ear I had a little a piece that was playing Sofian's song, right. the song that's playing here. So I could kind of mirror the structure. It was a little bit like an acting exercise just to be playing. Listening to music. Yeah, playing with what the music's making you feel. It's wonderful. Music is magic. It can make you feel. Mm, absolutely. Glad we just go along with you through this whole thing. It's so wonderful. I've never had this experience of making something and then getting to just enjoy seeing it over and over and over again, honestly, mm. honestly. I always just like the idea at the end of this shot that there isn't there isn't a sense of being content, but that there is the idea similar to that phone call that it wasn't a dream, all of that happened. And even though it's over for now, it's still an experience I get to keep. Yeah. It's almost like a secret. And I see that. We all see that in your face. A little homage to boyhood here at the end, stealing a two-second look into the lens. Love it. <laughs> And that's the movie, huh? <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Michael, thank you for doing that with me, and thank you for being <laughs> the most amazing of scene partners oh, I could have in this movie and such an amazing mentor. Thank you for, for uh, trusting and for just being there with me. We did it together. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity. And there, of course, in loving memory of Bill Paxton, who visited us on set before he passed away this year. What a lovely man. <laughs>